This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Welcome to I Have to Call My Sister. My name is Stacy, And my name is Kayla. We're here to keep it real, tell crazy stories, talk about why you shouldn't worry about those pounds on your body, and how it's okay to sometimes feel a little cray. Let's go. Hello, everybody. This is Stacy from I Have to Call My Sister, if you don't know what you're listening to. Oh, and Kayla here. <laughs> I'm here as well. <laughs> so today you can see we're giddy. We're excited. We are pumped. It's because we have one of our favorite singers, literally of all time. Yep. He was the runner up on the very first season ever of American Idol. He is a Broadway star. He was the star of Dr. Pepper commercials, which are hilarious. He's like literally the best singer I know in real life. He is hilarious and so funny funny and I did not discover this until recently. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Justin Guarini. Hey! <laughs> Thank you so very much for having me. My God, I feel like we don't even need to do the interview. There we go. We're done. And like have that. a good night. Thank That's you. It. That's great. Thanks. It's good. Thanks, everybody. No, I was just like thinking about it and usually, like to be honest, usually when we have guests on the show, we're like, so just can you do your own bio? Can you, yeah. Like, can you just tell oh us God. about yourself? We don't know like, much about you. Can we about who? Yeah. Like, we know everything right. yeah. about your life. We do. Well, look, I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be working. I'm happy that I've had a career. I think right before we started taping, it's just like it's been almost 20 years since that the finale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been around 18, but like almost like 20 years since the finale of American Idol. It's just crazy to think of who I am now versus who I was then, who I have been, the many people that I've been in between now and mm-hmm. then. And it's so like interesting because I'm going to say like as a grown up now, I still feel fully like a child, but like, <laughs> I know I, you too. know what I mean? But like, it is crazy that like each year as people grow up, you go, oh, I was like a different me last year. Oh, I was a different me last year. Like you just constantly change as a person in a good way or bad way or whatever. But I feel like it always works out in the end. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like I've been through maybe three or four different lifetimes since even setting foot uh, on the American Idol stage. Because you think like, okay, I was 22. I turned 23 on tour in 2002. Right. So if you want to do the math on that in just a a few short weeks from the taping of this uh, podcast, I'll be 42 years old and I still act and feel like I'm at least 14. And And so... It's just strange because like, okay, I was 22 when I was like stupidly standing in front of 30, at some points, 50 million people every single week yeah. on television. And like, like literally it's, it's one of those like back in my day, we didn't have HD because like literally we did 
that it was shot in standard def. Like yeah. if you think about when I was on American Idol, Twitter, uh, Facebook was still probably in Princeton or Yale or wherever yeah. it was. Um, uh, Instagram, uh, all that social stuff, media like, didn't. None of that existed, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It was like MSN message boards where people were like you suck, and like <laughs> that's all you could like, right? Like that. That was it. And and so none of that existed. So much of what we know, iTunes, like iPhone, like the things that we take for granted now, didn't exist. And I was like, how the hell did I? Ex- how did I get through this? And then I think, okay, I went from there, and then I went on and spent ten years in the desert of Hollywood wandering around like Moses and uh, (laughs) then I came back to Broadway my love and then I spent like six seven years doing that and then uh, I just happened to get this really cool gig uh, uh, on a commercial for Dr. Pepper and I've been doing that for six years and still doing it and now I'm teaching and performing and it's just it feels like I Every single time I get a new job, I learn a little bit something more about myself. Yeah. And I I slightly become a, a, just a slightly different person. But I grow and just it's just better. Yeah. So something that I um, found out that I didn't know was that you, at the time of American Idol, you had the choice to either do Broadway, like a Broadway yeah. show, or choose American Idol, which I'm sure yes. was crazy because American Idol wasn't even a thing at that time, right? And without, now I'm thinking, too, yes. without like social media and stuff yeah. like that, how do you even friggin' know if it's like gonna be successful like what it like was that the worst you decision don't. of your life at that time oh my god it was the most ch- difficult decision of my life because here i am i had been in college studying musical theater studying vocal performance at like i went to this audition they came through uh, Pence, philadelphia in pennsylvania and there was this little show it didn't do very well it's a shame uh, have you ever heard of it the lion king <laughs> oh my god Uh, I mean, it really could have been something. And I auditioned for it. I auditioned for it. And they're like, well, you know, we'd like you. We'd like you to come and do some master classes, which is like part of the process Mm -hmm. at the time anyway for them. And so they brought me up to New York. Here I am, this like 19-year-old schmuck. And I'm in like, you know, I'm a musical theater kid. And like, yeah, I'm going to Broadway. I like the Broadway voice. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Let's let's do it. You know, break a leg. And so I I go into these master classes and like they're teaching me like Zulu and Sutu and like, and like I'm learning all these beautiful African dances and I'm like my people and I love it. And and like then uh, I hear nothing. For like a year. And then I audition again. And then I hear nothing for a year after that. So anyway, like years after I first auditioned, maybe like three years after I first auditioned, I get this audition randomly because my mom is like watching TV and she's like, hey, you know, you should you should try this thing. And literally it's like American Idol, be there. And they they spent like five cents on the promotion. And it's like if you blink, you miss it. And uh, I go to the website and like links don't work and it's just this piece of crap. And I'm like, okay, I can at least print out the document that says sign your life away here. (laughs) And I did that. And and so. I'm in the car, and I'll never forget it. I was working for this company called, a DJ company called uh, Cutting Edge Entertainment. One of the greatest jobs I've ever had. You also just said that, like, in a DJ place. Yeah, like, greatest job. It was the greatest job I've ever had. Right, exactly. No, but I mean, yeah, it, it so was because I, I just got to sing and dance and entertain people, and it was the toughest audience I've ever had in my life, 13-year-old kids. Oh, yes. And so, right, I get this... Um, uh, audition for American Idol in it. And eventually I go through all the American Idol auditions. They tell me, yay, Paula Abdul, which I was like, sweet, tells me I'm going to Hollywood. And I'm like, 
okay, a free trip to California. I don't know what any of it means. Nobody knows what that means, right, at that point. And so I'm sitting in the car thinking, man, I'm going to go to Hollywood in a week, and who knows what's going to happen. And there's this joke that a lot of theater kids will say, like whenever the cell phone rings, they're like, oh, wait, I'm sorry, it's Broadway calling. Yeah. (laughs) Right? You know that joke? Well, that literally happened. Yeah, literally Broadway Broadway called. (laughs) Right? Broadway called. And in the form of the casting director for The Lion King. And they were like, oh my goodness, we know you've been auditioning for this for years. We finally have a spot for oh. you on Broadway as the ensemble. And if you've ever seen The Lion King, uh, the, the theatrical version of Lion King, I mean, you have your leads, right? They were much older than I was. Uh, and yet being in the ensemble yeah. of this thing, it's like, I'm a gazelle. I'm grass. Yes. I'm the elephant. I'm like, yeah. You get to do, it is a it is harder work, I, I think, um, being in the ensemble at times. Oh, for sure. Specifically that show too is yes. like- you do yes. the craziest things in the ensemble in that show. And you yes. were like at a weird age where you weren't like old enough or young enough to get one of the lead parts. To be Simba, so, yeah. To but be I was Simba, being groomed yeah. for yes, Simba. Yes. I was being groomed for Simba in that that whole time. <sighs> and so here I am. I'm thinking, well, there's this thing in L.A. that I've never heard of, this television show. Uh, and yet here's this other thing on the other hand where it's like, oh my goodness, this is my dream. This is what I've been working for. Yeah. This is what uh, my parents have paid a small fortune yeah, for yeah, me to yeah, go to school, to school to learn how to do. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah, like, right? And like, it's not like, oh, he went to school to be an accountant. No, he went to school to be like an artist. Yeah. And I'm like, please God, can we get an ROI? Yeah. And so <laughs> I said to the casting director, I was like, hey, there's this thing out in LA. I don't know what it is, yeah. but I might get cut in a week. Can I call you back? And they're like, yeah, fine, us back and so long story slightly less long <laughs> i go out to hollywood uh you know it's like 126 of us on the first day and they were very very clear about most of you will not be here tomorrow and literally they cut us in half right so 126 is whatever 60 some odd uh people and uh then the day after that, it was like, shoo, cut again. Oh my God. And so I kept making it through the rounds. And so this happened over the course of a week. And I yeah. was like, well, what uh, should I do? And the moment I knew what I was supposed to do was when... I was walking down the aisle at the Pasadena Civic Center. Now, the Pasadena Civic Center is this gorgeous theater in the middle of Pasadena, California. And inside that theater, I was walking down the aisle and I looked down at the stage as I was walking down the aisle. And it just washed over me that that stage that I was looking at, that I had performed on, was the very same same stage where... On the Motown 50th anniversary, Michael Jackson first did the moonwalk, where so many people that I knew and loved and idolized had performed and and achieved so many of their dreams. And I just started bawling. I don't know why it happened. I don't know how it I don't know what it was, but I just was so overwhelmed with emotion. And I'm not someone who is uh, overwhelmed with emotions like that very easily. But that's like the best movie moment I've ever seen. I know I just like literally got shivers. Like because I'm like picturing you looking. Yeah. In the documentary. In the memorium it's gonna be like (laughs) and then he walked down the aisle and he he cried. Tears rolled down his (laughs) face. Exactly right. And so so I I picked up my uh, phone 
and I called. Wait a minute, there wasn't even. Were there cell phones? I know. She's like, I picked up my phone. I went to the, to the pay, pay phone. phone. <laughs> I may have actually gone. Yo, I'm not even kidding because I remember my first phone, my first real phone. I didn't get that until like the Kids Choice Awards gift suite was like giving it away sometime in 2003. Because I remember I got mine in grade like 11 or 12, and like I for sure had yeah. already seen from Justin and Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, cell phones weren't even like a real thing. I mean, my. I remember my first cell phone a friend of mine literally like somehow scammed the phone company and i was able to get the cell phone for free um fortunately i can admit that now (laughs) grandfathered out or whatever that is the clause that says you can't prosecute me but like (laughs) so anyway i call broadway back and i'm like thank you so very much for the opportunity this is what i've dreamed of for my entire life but i i I really think this something's really good about this show i think i'm gonna take it but please keep me in mind for the future and like fine thank you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, of course i never i never got another audition oh Oh my god but then also like how cool is it that you had to like turn Broadway down like, you were like I know, yeah. right yeah I mean it was so crazy to me because I'm thinking like if if I had not had that emotional sort of like jolt and and like cried in the middle yeah. of rehearsal basically for no uh, not no apparent reason but just like <laughs> oh my god like it was one of those signs right I feel something. like it's slightly magical like something yeah. like slightly yeah. magical inside was, of you like made it, it happen and that's and then you made the right choice <laughs> yeah. I did make the right choice and the the real bone on this story is that 10 years later when I was at the opening night party of my very first Broadway show that opening night party was held in Times Square in the same hotel in the same conference room that I had sat and waited to audition for American Idol like this is fully a movie like his yeah. life is a movie yeah. and I want to make yeah, it great. oh my um, god I love that okay my question is like because we were talking about how before how you like have felt that you were like different people throughout and learn from it I feel like with that show like even as a viewer of American Idol which by the way do you want to know a funny fun fact Canadian Idol came to Canada, like, cause can- Canada always copies, like, American television. And Canadian Idol was, like, a thing. And I was on Canadian Idol. And then it just got, yes. it got canceled. Like, like what? everything else in Canada. Yes. The show, the shows here always, like, we copy the United States and then they get canceled. Like, it always, you know, we had Canada's Got Talent canceled. <laughs> like, we did. Really? Yes. I was on Canadian Idol when I was yeah. 16 years old. The same producers as American Idol came to Canada to do it. And we had like Canadian judges though. And so sure. I know what that process of like the top 100 and something down to the top 60, Ooh. down to the top 32. Like I yes. went through that process as well. It's just our show. All the winners of the show are now just like working in normal places and like, look, like yeah. Yeah. But look, I mean, there's some winners of the American Idol show who are working in normal places. And, and you know, you bring up a really good point because I know. Tony winners who are when back when you could be a, a waiter or a waitress that are are working those gigs and so it doesn't really matter. I mean, what matters I think at the end of the day is how you you utilize that boost because there are people who were in the 126 who have been able to transition and, and to do something. So 100% like our lives all go like the craziest yeah. ways. Okay, the yeah. thing I was going to ask you is, did you ever get to like I always call it like the Justin Bieber point where you're like you mm. felt like a little bit of like a bad boy. Like did you ever like did fame ever like get to your head and you were just like yeah. like you were like not yourself anymore and you were just like hey, I'm yeah. Justin Guarini. Wait, I want to yeah. I want to back up though. I want to know like the process of going from being this like 
musical we'll theater say, like kid. normal musical theater guy yeah. to winning second place and then just like coming out and being like famous. Yeah. It's, Was that crazy? It, you know, it's like strapping a rocket to yourself. And you were 22 as well. That's yeah. another thing. 22. I mean, didn't know anything, right? Yeah. Didn't know anything about anything. And so, yeah, the process to answer the first question was daunting. Now, I will say I had an unfair advantage over probably a lot of people in my position because I grew up around celebrity mm. and around the lights and the cameras okay. and all that stuff. So in part, I was prepared for it, but nothing prepares you for it. Yeah, my mom right. was one of the first um, people to start up CNN as oh. an anchor woman here in America. My dad was a politician uh, in the South and chief of police. So he went from being a, just a regular recruit all the way up to being chief of police. And he was a member of NARIS, the National Association of Recording Arts and Sciences. And so anytime someone famous or there was tours or anything came through Atlanta, he uh, was involved with it. And then whenever I was around him, I was there and I was involved with it as well. Yes. You had some like preparation. Like, yeah. Like, so it's like really strange, right? Like, yeah, weird things. My dad dated Glad Gladys Knight. And then obviously he wasn't married to my mother at the time. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, just, just FYI. And Mary Wilson from uh, uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Oh like, my Supreme. gosh. So like, so like all this weird stuff yeah. like, happened. And so I was around it, but never in it. So then when I got in it, I was prepared for the lights and the cameras and everything. And so much so that they would always, they being the producers and the other American idols, would shove me out front to talk to the press. And whenever there was a, a very sticky question that was asked of the 10 of us, you would literally see nine other heads turn in my direction. And I'd be like, politic answer, politic answer, politic answer. That's so funny because I want to talk about that later because I want to tell them how we met yeah. at like those, like our weird corporate gigs. But it is yeah. funny because for some reason at all these like gigs that I've seen you at, there was like, Justin, you're the host. And he's like, okay. And then okay. He's just, you accept it. And he's just, and he always figures out how to seem like he's been practicing being that host for the last like six months. And like, I'm it, a it's, good liar. You are, it's, but you're so good at just like rolling with the punches, answering those questions quickly and like being charming at the same time like it's so it's it, that's a talent that not everyone oh, realizes sure. is like a friggin hard one to have like i just like pass out if someone asks me something yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like so natural at it yeah and it comes with practice it yeah comes with for practice. Sure, sure i've hosted a lot of live red carpets and done things like that yeah, yeah, but yeah, i mean yeah. it's still it's one it's i i learned from some really good people so then to to answer the second part of your question uh, did it ever go to my head yeah of course i mean my God, you cannot be as pampered, as overpaid. You can't have all of that and not be altered. And, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, uh, and I'm going to drop a name for a second. Um, I was sitting with Lionel Richie one day and we were talking and he's like, you know, the one thing about fame, because he's he's that. He's he's your everybody's. I mean, he's not old enough to be. Well, I guess he is old enough to be a grandfather. He is a grandfather. He totally yeah, he's not yeah. like you know. He's, again, he's not back in my day. <laughs> you know, he doesn't do any of that. But like, he is the elder statesman, uh, and um, he was saying, you know, fame doesn't really change who you are. And I was like, oh, really? What? He said, if fame magnifies 
what's going on in your life. Mm. And it's like, if you were an a-hole before, you're going to be an even bigger a-hole now. Yeah. And I do have a bit of a, I think people become uh, unkind when they become famous because they just don't know how to keep everyone else at bay. You yeah. know what I mean? That's part of that. And and I'm sure you, you've you seen that, Stacey. And well, it's like, it's hard for people too to like, I've seen, like, I, I obviously have never had like people chasing me and like whatever, but like, it's like how you're hu- like famous people are human beings. So like, they're yeah. not, they just because they're famous doesn't mean they know how to deal with crazy situations so if exactly. someone's gonna act like a dick like and just be rude yeah. to people like maybe that's their like we were talking earlier about fight or flight like maybe that's just yeah. their response and like how, absolutely. how they're doing it that's right it. so absolutely it's just the way that they can stop the noise and the pressure right yeah There's pressure and noise and you know fortunately now with social media you have celebrities able to uh, create and define their own narrative which is so important important because it used to be the almighty press and the paparazzi right. and everything would create the narrative. And of course, you know, look, with media being the way it is, I mean, you just have to look at politics, right? Yeah. Like narrative is everything. And and depending upon which media bubble you're in, the narrative will shift. Yeah. But when it comes to social media and the brand and our celebrity brand and all that stuff, uh, you can control that so much more now. Because you're saying if someone like had like a rumor or whatever about you, you can literally go on Instagram and be like, yeah. this is hilarious yeah. and yeah, like, yeah. not true. You have a chance oh my to God! Yeah, yourself. you kill it. Yeah, you kill it, and you kill it with your tribe, with your people. Yeah. It's like if Ariana Grande, someone's like Ariana Grande's got this hair extensions, and yeah. she does. She she has the most hair extensions, she, and, they're, <laughs> and they're like amazing. They're, they're like amazing. a million dollars a strand, right? <laughs> and so, like you know, Ariana Grande's hair extensions are made of fecal matter. Yeah, and like you know, like whatever it is, and like she would go on and be like, you know, tell him boy bye, and yeah. and then it would be done, right? <laughs> it would be done. That's her new single, <laughs> Tell Him Boy Bye. Right. <laughs> That's your new one. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so you can control that narrative. But I didn't have any of that. I didn't understand any of that. I was 22. And so I'll say it didn't go to my head like I'm going to be a dick to you. (laughs) But it went to my head sort of like I just expected it to keep on going. Yeah. And like I, I expected that, you know, I was like, well, you know, 30 million people watch me every single week. I should, I should be able to have some say. Uh, and, mm. but as you no doubt know, Stacy, um, when the lights go down on, on American Idol on the set, then they move on to season two or season 50, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's like, you know, you, you, you're left on your own. Right? Well, a hundred percent. We were, I was yeah. talking about this to someone the other day saying that like, especially with the show I was on America's Got Talent, which Kayla was also on with me as my backup singer. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's amazing at singing, by the way. Yes, um, I, she has sung your praises, Kayla. I, Not I just have, on the I show, have. even in private, she does. I think I talked a little bit too much about too you. Much about about <laughs> like, oh God, here's Kayla. Shut up. <laughs> um, but like, it's funny because with that show, that show, it goes from episode to episode they forget about you because on American yes. I Idol, at least it's the same people that go through each week. On yeah. America's Got Talent, you have talent that week and then they have talent the next week. So people just automatically assume, oh, Stacey, you were on that show. Doesn't that mean like you should have been famous from it? I'm like, yeah. no, they forget about you literally the next hour when they're watching their next yeah. reality TV show. Like, actually, you want to know something? I'm probably not allowed to say this, but do you want to know something so weird? I don't think I've said on our podcast yet. A weird thing about the show is they had a certain storyline in mind because I was the Canadian that came in and then mm. they're, we, they pit me against this like American band. and um it's so funny sorry i just got distracted because you say how do you say tour tour 
Tour, yeah. Yeah, that's his like tour, American yeah. accent because he was going with the tour and we're like tour. Anyway, tour, the tour. <laughs> so so their storyline was we want this American band to beat the Canadian band. And it at like t- not trying to sound conceited, but it ended up going really well for us and the judges like loved yeah. us and everything. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure that the audience watching didn't become obsessed with my band either. So they didn't even put my name on the bottom of the screen on purpose. They did they did something like strategic by not not even including my name on the bottom of the screen in the first round. And I I, I remember sitting in my living room it's watching dirty. it back and being like, oh my God, my name is not like people. How would they even find me? And the thing is, you know, if someone's watching it and they like me, like they're not going to go search on the internet, like who that was, whatever, like get, people get over stuff quickly. And so I, I emailed the producers and I was like, oh my God, you guys forgot to put my name. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like they didn't forget to put your name. They yeah. did that on purpose yeah. because they wanted the narrative to go towards the American band and and whatever. Dirty. But then the next round they did put my name and it was great. <laughs> and that's great. But yeah. I mean, but that is that is reality TV in a nutshell. Yeah. Really. It's it, crazy. it is the furthest thing from reality. But everybody knows it now. And so we all just kind of go with it. It's just yeah. like, you know, the fact that oh, man, it's like shows and I know people love them. <laughs> so upset. It's I do get a little upset. Just, I am it. like a reality show. You fan. would be I am no, she's I have the worst, admit. Justin. Okay. She's you know what? Like, the one that gets me the most, and I love Chris Harrison. He and I work together at TV Guide Network. You're gonna say you're gonna say uh, the Bachelor. You worked with Chris Harrison. Yeah, yeah, Chris Harrison. Don't, don't tell me this. And I love Chris Harrison. We were on um, Caitlin Bristow's podcast, who is a Bachelorette, and yeah. she is currently on Dancing with the Stars, and it is Kayla's favorite show. And I am Debbie Downer, who's always like Kayla, and she's like, I know reality TV show is fake, but this one is real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, real. It is so. real. <laughs> I love Chris Harrison. I think he's fantastic. He's done an amazing <laughs> job with that show. One of my ex-girlfriends was one of The Bachelor. Can you say or no? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, oh. Holly Holly Durst was what her name. What season was she on? What oh, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be researching Holly yeah. Durst. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. And she, and she she went on after we dated and, and ended up, I think she ended up being with one of the guys she's married to one of the guys now and they have a child and it's so the lovely. funniest thing is i think she ended up marrying the guy it's she hilarious did. concept like she yeah oh that's my god so, so weird yeah, it's so weird you're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. So, anyway, and that, that whole thing is just like it's, like, it's like dropping a snake 
in the room and then filming what happens to people who are all kind of afraid of snakes. Yes, oh, for that's sure. such yeah, a good yeah, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> love analogies and yes. that is such a good analogy. Yes. Dropping a snake into the room. Okay, right. see how everyone's going to react. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get it, guys. I get it. <laughs> okay, Kayla, ask, since we're talking about this, this mm-hmm. is perfect because this was on yeah. our list. Admit it, like just admit it. Kayla is like very starstruck. Yeah. Like she loves celebrities. I she- didn't think I used to be until yeah. Like I met my first celebrity, and then I was. Who was like, your first celebrity? So, like I can't even tell you. It's so. Embarrassing. You can tell me. You can tell me. Frank Frankie Muniz, like meet oh. him in the middle, <laughs> and I was like literally blacking out in the mall, and I wasn't even like his biggest fan. But that's a thing. That's a thing. No, you but know, she didn't even really watch. the I show. didn't even really care about that's him, but I was so like, he's funny. a celebrity. Well, he's so, a really lovely guy. Stop. You know him too. Oh my god, yeah. I can't. Um, I okay. So like one of the questions, I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna hide that I'm a loser. Like I just want to know like celebrities that you've met yeah. just like name drop oh, yeah it's God. like we're giving you permission to name drop we know like this is what oh we were saying like God. justin was on oprah twice i think two or three times That's i insane. may or may not yeah. also have had a poster of you in my room <laughs> <laughs> i may when or may not be ashamed younger. of some of those shots uh, no no they're the best be. shot <laughs> kayla reminded me before this interview she's like stacy remember i had the the poster that flipped from Kelly Clarkson to Justin Gordon. Kelly was on one side, you were on the other, and I would like flip it here and there. Speaking of narratives and plots, right? I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about the celebrity name drop, and then we have to talk about from Justin to Kelly, because we have have a confession (laughs) to tell you about that, too. Okay, I have so many wonderful answers. There's so many things. Okay, so first, like, so don't don't feel like, don't feel like, ooh, like, Uh, not to name drop. We're asking you to name drop. Yeah. Okay, all right, so one of the ones that I know that you'll love, especially being Canadians, um, I just randomly, randomly was on the same Disney cruise with my family and Michael Bublé and his family. And we had such a great yes. time. He is, you think I'm funny. He is hilarious. We talked about this because I said, Justin, I didn't know you were like this funny. Like I knew you're funny, but like, and I'll t- I'm will going to be obsessive and tell that f- the first thing that I thought was funny too. <laughs> but but he also said to me, we were talking about like, apparently Michael Bublé is like a stand-up comedian. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, he's you, really you've funny. Told me this. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you very, met him on the cruise ship and had a great time. So we, our families hung out. We still talk. I mean, it's like, it, they're such like genuinely lovely people um and they've been they've been through hell and back and and yet they still remain the sweetest kindest most wonderful people um and then so who else i I mean it's just like pick a pick a genre i i suppose like Like, what about like like, what about singers let's do singers first Singers. Like, who are some of the uh, singers? No, Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you ever met him? No. Oh my god. No, I haven't met. She him. Met, no. She named her kid after him. Okay. I, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and look, I don't. But look, I watched. I watched Romeo and Juliet. That's oh my, my favorite god. movie. Yes. That's that okay. one of my favorite movies. My wife and I have. Uh, my wife got me the ring. Of course, your your listeners can't see it, but there's the R plus J ring Stop. with the heart in it. That's the that is the ring that uh, is in the Leonardo DiCaprio one. That I think. Wait. The. Ri- it's not the ring. It's not the ring. Oh my God. Yeah, I was but it's like, could oh you imagine? It's like, I got the You're like, I actually have Leo's ring. I've never met him, but I have his ring. <laughs> no. Do you want to know? Like, I feel like you might be the only person ever to get this reference, but you know what I do all the time to make my mom laugh? I can get her every time. I go, 
from, from Romeo and Juliet. You, yeah. <laughs> Remember that part? Like, the, like the woman is like singing, and it's like they're in the fish tank looking at each other. She's like, Yes, yeah. yes. It's, it's the, the same voice. singer that did "Gotta Be Bad, Gotta Be Bold." Oh that one. That's is the same it? singer. Same singer. Yes. Gotta be wise. So yes. yes. Now yes. we say that. Yes. It's yes. the same. I forget. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on her name. I'm so yes. happy that you know that reference. Okay. Oh, of course I. Moving do. on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All kinds of references. We could spend the entire show talking about it. references from that show. I love uh, it. I love it. So, uh, oh man, Tina Fey, Glenn Close, <gasps> uh, Sarah Bareilles, who is just oh, a doll. Yes, I love Sarah Bareilles, and I yes. feel like with your style of singing, I feel like you probably love her voice, and she probably I do, loves your voice. And I voice. have one of the most embarrassing audition stories ever. Uh, Can you tell us? I was going in to replace, um, in Waitress, the musical, replace the role of Dr. Pomatter. And this is my favorite musical of all time, by the way. Right. For those of you who don't know, the Waitress is all about this character, Jenna, who's a waitress who meets this doctor. And there's all kinds of things that happen, and I'm not going to get into it. But the whole point is, is that Sarah Bareilles, the brilliant, wonderful, talented Sarah Bareilles, wrote this musical. And I went in to audition for the replacement role, because the, the, the guy who originally did it was like um, I'm my contract is done or I'm tired and wanted to leave and so they auditioned all these people to come in and replace him and so I go in and who would be sitting at the table but Sarah Bareilles herself the woman who oh. wrote it and I spent the past week listening to her sing You Matter to Me which was oh. her demo of You Matter to Me which is her and the piano is the most gorgeous thing and I'm thinking oh my god this is amazing so in the show it's actually a duet Yes. And so uh, I go in and I only learned my part of it, uh, of the duet. And yeah, whatever, this happens all the time. You just sing your part. And even though there's there's harmonies in there and it sounds weird just sing, sung by itself, like it's fine. And so I go in and as you do, they're like, hey, you want to do the scene or songs first? I was like, let me do the song first. And so I start singing the song and I'm singing Dr. Pomatter's part and I'm doing my harmonies and all of a sudden very slightly and not in my way or anything, I just hear Sarah start singing Jenna's part I'm gonna with pass me. Right now. And so we start doing, oh, and in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God, she's singing along with me. <laughs> this is amazing. Cool, amazing. Right, yeah, play, just play it cool, bro. Just play it cool, bro. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. And so, uh, and so, I was trying not to be flabbergasted. And look, I mean, again, it's just like celebrity is not a thing to me because I grew up around it. Although it, it still is in part. Yeah. But like, so I was just trying to play cool. And we get to the end of the song, and she sounded amazing. We sounded great together. And little did I know that she would actually be coming into the role and be playing it on Broadway later on that year. And so it was great. It was all everybody felt good. It was sunshine and farts in the room. And <laughs> like, uh, then we get to the scene and. I said, you know, uh, Sarah and whomever else is in there, I said, I didn't watch the movie because I really just wanted to to um, do my own take on this role. And it, looking back on it, that's the point where the things started to go downhill. <laughs> and I realized that that was not A, a good thing to say and B, a good just methodology like right if there's a role out there and i love to tell my students this story because it is so if like if there is something out there a frame of reference that you can watch watch it you don't have to do the same exact thing right that the movie does right because there's usually so much different or that the the album does or whatever because it's usually so much different than the staging knowledgeable but at least know the energy of the character (laughs) 
And but so, do you want to know something that you're yeah. actually teaching me right now, which is so yeah. funny because you're a teacher about this exact thing, and right. I did go to school for musical theater. Right. I know so many people that are like, I don't want to look look at the reference because then that you're going to be like skewed. But I guess nowadays they're like, no, yes. look at the reference. Like, Especially nowadays <sighs> because look at how... And it was happening before COVID-19, but now everything is a remake. Everything yeah. is not everything, but so many things are a remake. Why? Because they know it worked once. Yeah. They know that there was an audience that loved it and that will bring their children and or younger versions of themselves to it. And so, you know, all that. And and so I'm in there and I start <laughs> doing the scene and I'm reading with the reader and Sarah's looking at me and everybody else is looking at me and I'm reading and I'm like, I feel pretty good about it. It feels nice. It just feels really good. And I finished the scene. Now there's two scenes. I finished the first scene and as you do, I just turn and I look at the table of people who are judging me <laughs> and there's nothing. Oh, there's this my pregnant God. pause and nobody's mad. Nobody's nobody's head and hands or anything like that. But it's just this sort of like. Nobody really like, knows what to say. What the oh, hell is that's the kind of worst. Thing. And tell me, are you the kind of person? I feel like you might be like this. Do you hate moments of silence? Like, do you feel as if you need to fill them with like jokes and laughter? No. Okay, because I, I love, I love moments of silence. Just not in the audition room when yeah. I'm waiting for feedback. <laughs> really, that's that moments of silence. There, it's mm. like I, it's like I clench, I clench. If yes, you know what I mean, like it's just like Ooh, I pucker, and I just am like, huh. and it probably was three seconds, but it felt like three years oh, of just 100%. waiting. Yeah, and it literally was Sarah very sweetly smiled at me and said, "Thank you so much, Justin." Which is code for that's Please enough. Leave now. Please yeah. leave now. And I just on the outside, I was like, "Hey, great, thanks. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so very much." On the inside, I was like, "Yeah, I dying." because he didn't get to do the frigging second scene. Uh, uh, it was like it was the soul crushing sort of like I all of a sudden became super small. I was just like, "Please yeah. get me out of here!" Oh my god! Like just running out of the room. Oh. It was one of the most embarrassing audition moments I've ever had in my life because literally it was that moment of pregnant pause after I'd had. I, I was like, "I'm gonna, I might get this. I might yeah. get this." After the song, and then the scene was just. It felt like a dumpster fire. Inside, oh no, it was a hot mess inside of a dumpster fire inside of a train wreck. And I quote. Oh my gosh. Okay, and do you want to know the twist? And this is not just because you're on our podcast right yeah. now, and it's not just because like I'm a fan. You legitimately would be perfect for that part. Oh and you would God. play it and, and sing it. And that hurts it. all the more. I know. I think I'm making it worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, no, right? But that can't be okay, in your professional opinion. Yeah. Do you think that the audition really can screw you over and make you lose that part? Or do you think that there's a pre-decided thing before you come in that room? You're, they've heard you sing. They've yeah. heard, they know, know what you're like. So I feel yeah. like they just had a different idea and they just didn't, whatever. Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's 50-50. It just depends yeah. on who you are. Like I went in for Hamilton uh, to play oh, so either Hamilton or Burr. And I think with that... There was a preconceived notion and idea and feelings that they had before yeah. I even walked into the door, yeah. which affected the outcome. But let's make that the segue into <laughs> we are fans of your acting skills and we know this <laughs> because, okay, so I like I have a beef with Kelly Clarkson and she oh. like doesn't know me, but like I know you know her, but <laughs> um, 
she talks about the movie from Justin to Kelly. Like her her funny skit is that she like she said she made a joke and said to her her maid that if her maid ever showed her kid the movie, she would fire her like yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I think she's joking around. Whatever. Yeah. I legitimately like yeah. love that movie. Like, I think I, we used to watch it on repeat. I mean, we did yeah. watch it on repeat. Yeah. Like, on I VHS. On, yeah. on VHS. Yeah, sure. yes. yeah, of course. Yeah. And like I legitimately, I remember watching it being like, whoa, because we watched American Idol first. And then we were like, whoa, Justin's really good at acting. <laughs> that was the worst acting I've ever done but in see, my life. He thinks that. And I'm not just saying this. Like I'm actually passionately like, like he, he thinks That's it was bad so acting, funny. but it wasn't. No, like I That's love so that funny. movie. And like, I don't think I would watch it today and be like, oh, this is like, remember when we used to love this movie? No, like I would still be like, this is one it of those. It is a good so movie. Funny. And so the thing is like, I feel like you and Kelly thought you guys did a bad job in it, River. I'm not here trying to like boost you up. You don't yeah, need no, it. No, I, I got you. I got <laughs> you. Wait, and just like side note, do you still talk to Kelly Clarkson or no? Um, I, I, It's like, we don't like call each other on the phone or no. anything. We're in different <laughs> universes. But yeah. like, yeah. I, I mean, she very just graciously and and i'm so grateful she invited me to be on her show um yes. right there was the, i think towards the beginning of her first season um there was a whole idol reunion and it was the three judges simon paula randy and and uh, awesome. she invited me on the show and i was there and and got to you know live that moment and it was just beautiful and she what i really love about kelly um is that she is the person on the screen that you see off the screen and she'll tell yeah, you I'm not telling like tales out of that yes. yeah. and she's I mean she curses like a sailor and always <laughs> has and obviously she can't do that on the screen yeah. but like she is such a normal wonderful yeah. human being yeah uh, off the screen just as much as she is on the screen yeah I watched um, that episode of the Kelly Clarkson show when they had like the reunion and we hadn't met yet and I watched it and then literally I think like a couple days later we had our gig together and it was the first time I ever <laughs> met you. Amazing. So for those who don't know who are not performers, I think I've talked about this on our podcast before, but there are these things in the music world which performers love because like we get like paid nicely and yes. whatever are yes. these things called corporate gigs and they're always for like a company that like it, you, the public can't really come to the show and it's just yeah. like for some business or, or a party or something or something, yeah. whatever. So I get a call and they um, say, you're going to be doing a, a duet with Justin Guarini. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm such a Justin what? Guarini fan. <laughs> but they picked the song for us, which yeah. we I feel like we probably wouldn't have picked that if it was us, but we did. Don't go breaking oh, my heart. Yeah, Elton John and Kiki both woke up in a cold sweat that night because that was just... And I told I told the person who, the main producer, our friend Corey, I was like... Like, please, we can't ever do that song again. It's like, it's a great yeah. song and all, but it's just like, so like, bleh. it's not Like, if you know our voices, like yeah. if it's like Stacy and Justin, like yeah. we literally, like that's the opposite style of song that yeah. we would ever choose. <laughs> yeah. But the funniest part is, you have to admit this is, I'm going to say this in a cocky way we made that song sound amazing like, well, that's what performers <laughs> do but that's what we're supposed to do it's like I look, know okay it's like we're going to polish this turd and it's not like a yeah. dirty song it's just not a great song it was cool back like, in they, like the 70s I like when they sing it like they yes, sing it fine but it, we're not them yeah and I remember he was like adding in riffs and stuff and I was literally laughing on stage because he'd be like <laughs> nobody knows it and he was like doing yeah. all these like, little things <laughs> and I'm like we oh, gotta like, make it interesting like we have to make it interesting yeah. so, so we met on this gig 
and um, the so I want to tell people about how what they see on screen and like whatever. So I always <laughs> thought when I watched you in interviews and stuff, like Justin like seems funny and like outgoing and whatever. But I think what I didn't realize, and I don't know if this actually would come across on camera because it's mm. a very specific sense of humor. <laughs> he, like there were specific things that you were saying throughout this night. Like you would just be like in the green room or whatever, and I'd hear oh, you God. do this little joke, and it would be like this dry sense of humor that not everyone in the room gets it's like one of those I feel like it's like the elite club like the really funny people get it so I know I told you this already but I want to tell our listeners like the thing that got me the most and we just figured it out the other day what the line was so what they did was they said Justin you're going to be the host and you're going to like run this auction and Justin's like okay like he's just like just accepting the job like he's like all right and like literally we're like sitting there and like to paint the picture we're in this like fancy theater and the audience is like very very wealthy audience and he's going through the auction items <laughs> and then there was like like so he's in a microphone and oh for some reason they got all the singers to line up behind you why I was on the stage right. I have no idea so but weird. like I was standing on the stage like sta- trying to like look normal just with my microphone in my hand just standing behind him and then he's just like okay so the next item up for auction is um, this painting um, you could either uh, put yourself through nursing school or you could like put this painting on your wall so like <laughs> <laughs> And everybody was silent. And Justin, I burst out laughing on the stage (laughs) because it's so funny because it was like like the dumbest price for this painting and I do think it was like for charity or something but it was like the most expensive painting ever and yes they could put themselves through a full like university scholarship like or whatever (laughs) and I started laughing so hard you could hear a pin drop in the audience and he goes thank you Stacey K like that one (laughs) and I couldn't I couldn't breathe after that like it was so funny and then from that point on I'm like he is hilarious sometimes (laughs) my yeah Sometimes the 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 I think the way I deal with either stress and or just ridiculous situations is humor, right? It's it's like yes. a defense mechanism for <laughs> yeah. me, right? And so nothing happened. And thank God for you, Stacy, because you started giggling. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, my girl. I was like, yeah. thank you. Thank it was God. so funny. It was just your delivery was like it was quick. It was dry. Like probably not everyone heard it. Like it was just so funny. And then the most recent gig that we did together, he also made me laugh because he was singing on stage. And like I have never heard harder songs. He had to sing like five songs in a row that were like the hardest songs I've ever heard in my life. And like we had the best band behind us. Oh, like so Nathan good. East is playing bass and like yes. just like the fanciest band behind us. And he's killing it. And you, when you're on stage, your your um like stage presence, he's like dancing so hard. And he's like, everybody saw your head. Like he's getting the crowd to dance or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, you know when they put like <laughs> like smoke on the stage, like to make the lights show Effects, up or whatever? Yeah. And so he's like, he's like belting his heart. He's like, oh, and there comes the smoke. That's that's a lot of the smoke for us there. So he's like, smoke. why don't we just get some more of that? So <laughs> But not everyone can hear it. And yeah. then, but if you're listening closely, you can, and it's just like the funniest thing. I've I it's like my exact sense of humor, and I thought you were hilarious. So Okay, so before we move on to the games, we do have some from Justin and Kelly questions because we were like we really did there were shows and movies that we got obsessed with that for some reason when we were kids we would watch it over and yeah. over and over and Justin to Kelly was one of them for Amazing. sure and another one was Titanic Titanic Wizard oh. of Oz like, Wizard oh. of Oz from Justin and Kelly and yeah. Pee Wee Herman Pee Wee Herman oh my god yeah you get are you kidding me yes. like, oh my god I was obsessed with that one and yes. especially like think of someone like 
like me and Kayla too, who are performers and singers. And we like, so Canadian Idol was trying to be a yeah. thing. So you guys actually like were a perfect thing for someone in our lives because we liked to sing and dance and we loved musicals and we loved pop culture and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, so, and also too, like I literally remember watching American Idol and like the finale night. Like I remember, yeah, I remember. where I was sitting yeah. and like yeah. we were rooting for you so hard. We were, we were. So that Thank including you. my mom, like she was like your biggest fan. So oh. so then when Justin to Kelly came out, we were like had we're like, to support oh, it. We were, yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like, you. So okay, so in that movie as a so you you would have been twenty two at the time, 23, right? Twenty three. Yeah. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. So, in that movie, you're 23. They did it on the beach. Like, did they just like rent a beach out that day for you guys? <laughs> you or like, what? No, they did. Like... Yeah, we went down to South Beach. And the interesting thing about that whole shoot was we had to reshoot a bunch of things, especially the boat scenes, because yeah. it was the coldest winter on record down there. Uh, oh my because God. I remember we did the show, the American Idol, in the summer. And then we did some Vegas special afterwards, which, oh my God. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> we would have loved it. Oh my, oh God. I just remember I wore a, a vest and white pants, and that was it. Um, and, yes. uh, and the vest was open. And so the vest was open. Oh god, it was so bad. Uh, that being said, uh, I, we had done the show, and then I think we went on tour. Tour after tour. All right, tour, after yes. that, we went on tour right after that, and then that January started shooting. Of so how long did was it to record that movie or to film that movie? How long it wasn't did it take? very long. I mean, most of your big You're except like for a like week. Your, no, no, oh my god, um, <laughs> most of your big movies unless you're talking about like Lord of the Rings where you yeah. have like a month worth of night shoots <laughs> and those things like most of them will take a month or two. You know, like right. I think ours was maybe a month and a half or two months to shoot max. Yeah. Uh, and did you guys rehearse it like a musical? Like, you know how we have that like rehearsal hall for musicals and stuff like that? Did you, because there were there were like huge group dance scenes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, and <laughs> so we'll get into some of the dancing. I will never <laughs> accuse myself or uh, no one else will probably accuse me of being a dancer. I'm an actor that moves well, but at 22 or 23 at the time, I was surrounded in that movie by the who's who of touring dancers. I mean, yeah. you had those dancers in that movie were the go-to dancers for Janet Jackson, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. I mean, yeah. the who's who dance tours, like pop music dance tours. All of those people were in those shows. Well, the choreographer choreographed for Michael Jackson and was in his That's touring awesome. thing forever. So, I mean, like, I... I just felt like an ass most of the time because I can do it. I just can't pick it up. I can't pick it up as quickly. Yeah, that's my problem too is that I can 
I can dance, but yeah, you can't. That's the thing. It's the speed at which they can pick it up. Yeah. But whatever the choreographer decided to choreograph, though, they made you and Kelly look like you were like and just as good dancers. Yes. Bless <laughs> like, Travis. Yeah, because he, yeah, and that's it. And that was his job. And that was their job to make us look good because God knows. Because I would have said you like were a dancer. Do. Like I thought, because of that movie, I thought you were a dancer. Movie magic. Reality. That's TV. right. <laughs> and good now editing. that I know your like history, you went to school for musical theater yeah. I remember when I heard when I was my beef with Kelly Clarkson mm. she said I didn't want to do it because I wasn't an actress so yeah. like to her that's not fun to make a movie and you really looked like you were like the actor of that movie but you <laughs> actually were an actor and that's why so now I'm understanding so now yeah. I'm not giving you as much credit because you went to school for it so. yeah exactly <laughs> You're like, yeah, screw you buddy and I loved the experience not only because I got to be in front of the camera because like oh my god like as doing what I wanted yeah. to do right that was it but I also got to hang out behind the camera. I was the kid who was like in the production tent where there's like room enough for five people and like I'm like the sixth guy in the wall like hey don't mind me. Did they like treat you really well? Like did you get like good food and stuff or was it like <laughs> or was it just like a normal dumb set? Like well, what was it like? Well it was on the third day that I gave us big beans that I realized there were budget issues with the show. <laughs> no it was it, it was it was it was it was a full on movie big movie set. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, they, uh, I mean, they blew a lot of budget on us. I don't know that. Awesome. And I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying like, no, no I love it. That's what we want to hear. I, I, even the director was like, I can't believe they paid you guys. This and, but like, it was, it was a, it was a big deal at the time. And so, well, yes, sure. we were on a I... full thing. I mean, I had, I had people flittering around me, making sure my makeup and my hair was good. And I had a robe and someone to get me the, the water with the three ice cubes in it, if that's what I wanted. And, yeah, and of course, it. like craft service was just excellent. I mean, that, that it was a, it was a huge movie set and it, it, yeah. I loved it because I got to see the latest technology and I, I geeked out over that. Like all that stuff fascinated me and it really cemented my desire to continue to perform in front of the camera but it also informed so much of what now here 20 20 years <laughs> later 20 years later that I'm beginning to start to do behind the camera can you tell people listening like what you are up to now and I would love to like hear about your book because I think that's like so <laughs> beneficial for yeah. someone like me and everybody and so something like that and like also like you are now directing and stuff like that too so just like give it give us a little bit like What's happening, Justine? Oh, I'll <laughs> tell you. I'll tell you, ladies. So I basically right now have the great fortune of having worked and I have built up a, a good reputation and a good career and gotten to work on stage on Broadway. Unfortunately, that shut down. So my first instinct was to pivot and say, okay, I'm going to continue to try and make my own work. So I auditioned for film and television and, and I've just recognized that so many of the people that I've worked with in terms of students here and there tend to have the same problems. And so at some point pre COVID, I was like, well, wait a minute. I, again, I see that horizon where I'm not going to want to be in front of the camera and or people aren't going to want to see me. And so how can I transition <laughs> to something that is still part of my passion, but also like is of service? And so 
I wrote this book called Audition Secrets. And in that book, which is available on Amazon right now, I talk a little bit about my story, or at least in the first version, I talked about my story. And then the second version, I was like, no one cares about my story. I'm just going to give them the good stuff. And so I give you like five uh, really, really important techniques and mindsets that a lot of people don't think about when they walk into the audition room. And I'll give you one that's super, super simple um, and one of the most powerful ones, and that's don't ever lie. When you walk into the audition room, one of the first things that people do is they get asked the question, how are you today? So it's like, how are you today, Stacy? Or how are you today, Justin? And what do we all do? We go, I'm fine. I'm yeah. so great. And you're saying one thing, but your body language, the sort of deer in the headlights look in your eyes is saying something else. And, and casting directors and directors and people they just put that in the back of their mind because it's so typical, right? But yeah, one of the things uh, that I really love to stress is how can you stand out in your audition? You've got a hundred other people who are coming into audition for your job, and most of them look and sound just like you, right? And yeah. so, right, some version of you. And so, how can you stand out? And one of the simple ways is to just walk into the room and just be honest. Now, you don't have to tell people your life story and or yeah. give them tell about your uncle Remus's pet frogs cousins dogs best friend just got throat cancer no that doesn't matter but like, like i kind of want to know that story now but yeah, okay. well, yeah, it's, it's fascinating Uncle Reed, but like uh, he's a great guy but um <laughs> but you walk in and if they say how are you doing you just you just just be honest about how you're feeling in the moment i mean and keep it short it's like so you know how are you doing today justin you know what honestly i i'm actually really super nervous right now but um i really love this part and uh i, I can't wait to perform for you and and get your feedback on it i yeah. also feel like i'd have to practice that though because he says it like so charming mm-hmm. i'd be like I am nervous. Do you like this? <laughs> like, from doing it. I would like to collaborate. I would like to and collaborate with you at this moment. That you like learned this after the Sarah Bareilles interview. Oh, directly after I was like, my yeah. God, I need to write the book. I need to write a book yeah. because yeah. this did not work. I feel like every part that I've ever gotten is there where always something maybe I'm putting in quotations like wrong happened in the audition yeah. and they got yeah. to see the real me and the yes. real me, how I dealt with it. I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. Like, let's let's do that again or whatever. I always get those parts. Yeah. 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 I feel like that you just need to do that with everything in life, though, too. Like I was thinking even in interviews, that's always my thing when I'm in interviewing for a job like just be honest and yeah. be like yeah I'm super nervous for this interview because then you're not setting these expectations that are like super unrealistic like I'm right. great and then yeah. you like bomb the and interview, I know right? all like, the answers yeah like, no you right. don't and yeah. if you remind someone of that that you're so much more charming and mm-hmm. likable yes. and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I want to read the book and then I feel like I'm just gonna like bring it into the audition <laughs> I should be like sorry one second I feel like we're all just gonna like get the part after yeah. this episode. <laughs> Well, if you want to find out more about that book and the other things that I'm doing, all you have to do is go to online uh, auditionacademy.com. 
Com. Okay, so one thing that actually I didn't realize, and Stacey told me about you, is that you're a dad of how many kids do you have? I have three children that I know of. Three children <laughs> you know of. So, okay. And how old are these? That's three a terrible. That's a horrible answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. But I really legitimately have three children who I love. Yeah, my hilarious. boys are, are seven oh, and boys. nine, and my I can't even call her a girl anymore. She's 15. My young lady <gasps> is 15. You have 15 year old. Can you believe it? Okay, we're going into the game section of this podcast because you know we love playing games on this podcast. So Kayla, hit him. Okay. <laughs> so we want to know what your least favorite thing about being a dad is. Like what drives you freaking crazy about your kids? Because I have like a million stories about my two insane boys that like drive me nuts. And then we want to know what your like favorite thing about being a dad is. I can't stand... Uh... There's two things I can't stand, but I guess right. the biggest one that I can't stand is 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 feeling like I'm living in Groundhog's Day because I have to keep telling them the same things over and over again. <laughs> it's like, boy, put up the seat. Boy, pick that up. Stop jumping on the couch. Don't leave that where the dogs can eat it. Please, look, you ate this bowl of cereal and you spilled half the milk on the tabletop getting the spoon from the bowl He's living to your it. He's mouth. living it right He's now. He's living it like if you could see the video of just this. Can you, can you take a paper towel which is within your reach? And then the next day you say the same thing. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I literally, I, I wake up, it's like, brr, 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 it's a sunny day, Doylestown. And like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it again. Like, I'm doing it again. And, and then my most favorite thing is, uh, especially with uh, my boys, and it happens with my girl too, but she's like so in her 15-year-old hood and like kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's like the dumbest things like we were walking in the mall the other day which was like a ghost town my kids were like it's please crazy, take right? us to the mall and i was like yeah. ew and they're yeah. like no take us to the mall and i was like but ew and i said okay fine during the week right during the week during the day because like nobody will extra nobody will be there and yeah, yeah so yeah. we walked in there it was like a ghost town and we're like walking along and you know they have those like strange random pop-up shops and i said to my son i'm like hey look Warm glazed nuts, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and like we both look at each other, and it's that it's that twinkle like that in their eyes yeah. <laughs> that I also get uh, where we'd laugh over like the dumbest boy yeah. things. Like I uh, love that. Okay, so when we were at our last gig, Justin, we had like an hour to waste, mm-hmm. um, and we were like waiting for our limousines to come pick us up, <laughs> and. <well> <laughs> And um, we, I told, I introduced you to my new favorite game that I made up and it's called How Much Money For. I just want to ask you like one of these before we go. Okay, so who is the person, like I know you've met a lot of celebrities, Mm -hmm. who is the person that your like dream is to sing with on stage? So mine would be like Beyonce. I want to do a performance with Beyonce. In terms of like, in terms of like talent and I would feel like she would, dwarf me but i would do everything i could to like do as many runs up in the stratosphere with her jesse J. <gasps> oh my god jesse J is amazing. she's my favorite singer and she i've would... seen her and met her and like she's one of the celebs i've met actually i love her yes and she's funny and like yes. oh my god she's awesome okay yes. so that's like what that's you just said one. makes it hilarious yes. because okay and we have to admit as singers too it is fun when you're like 
a good singer right. and you're singing with another good singer yes. and you get to like show off and do riffs and stuff yes. like that. But, but ready for this one? Yeah. How much money for you get the opportunity and, and especially since you are like a celeb, this is even worse. Too. Yeah. So you get the opportunity. You guys are performing together yeah. at um, the Grammy Awards, right. we'll say. So right. at the Grammy Awards, Justin and Jesse J are doing a duet with each other. Yes. She sings her part and then it gets to your part and you just go, in the microphone so you don't every time you every never time. get to sing you don't sing you just scream as loud as you can into the microphone and you could pay you could get 500 million dollars to do this if you want but remember he's he's in shock right now it's at the Grammys and Jesse J's your duet partner and you literally like it comes to your part and you just scream in the microphone <laughs> Because I'm seeing myself do it in the movie in my mind, and it's brilliant. It, and it's also just, like, so embarrassing, and you didn't get to show them how you sang. Also, you look like a psycho. Also, you cannot tell anybody why you did it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, like, Mouth literally... fully covered. <laughs> all of these things are so shocking because you think, like... Millions of people are watching. So Jesse doesn't know. She doesn't like, know. And you guys practiced it earlier and, and it, it was fine. And now you're amazing. And she's <laughs> like, I can't wait to sing with you. Oh my God. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And it's you're like, amazing. yeah, I can't wait to Jesse J. And meanwhile, in the back of your head, you know, I am going to screamo throughout this whole thing. Yeah, you just scream. And then, like, the question is too, like, does she continue singing the song? Does she give you, like, one more chance oh at the God. next like, I can part? See the like, shock on her face. I don't even know. Okay, so what's your minimum? <laughs> well, considering that my career would be over. That's the thing. But you also could, like, it could be a billion dollars if you wanted. I mean, look. <laughs> you gotta think. You gotta think. You're dealing with, because this is my, my higher level producer thinking. Yes. You're dealing with not only... The fact that there are the general populace of millions of people watching. And now they don't put you on the Grammys if you don't have a record to sell, right? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not just like, yeah. hey, I'm going to go do it with Jesse J. No, it's like it's you're promoting something. So you've got a right. record label. You've got the producers of the Grammys itself. Yeah. You've got the general populace. Then you've got Jesse J's fan base. And the last time yeah. I looked, she had a few followers. Yeah. And then you have your own fan base, I would yep. assume that you have yep. at that point. <laughs> and so all of these people are going to be in some state of either agitation or like outright shock and anger. Like they're and gonna so be like, shocked. Minimum 20 mil, because I'm thinking <laughs> I need to go buy an island of my own. Yeah. And that's yeah. not cheap. So I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, look. I am going to go down in flames here because not only is the, you know, if it's the Grammys and it's on CBS, I'm not going to yeah. ever be hired for a CBS acting gig, much less uh, no. a, a, a music show gig, right? So I'm screwing myself with one of the majors <laughs> there. Not to mention like, all see, of the other This is what's things. so funny is that you and Stacey, this is how you both discuss this scenario. And me, I'm like, to be on stage with Beyonce, like, you could, I'll pay you to do it. Like, she I, said she would do it for like, like $10. I, this is not my career, right? So like, yeah. You guys, it's so funny. You like literally think yes. of all the logistics and you're like, okay, like this is yes. what's going to happen. Yes. So like yes. 20 million. So if someone were to offer you like 18 million, you'd say no. <laughs> yeah, I would hold firm on this one. Okay. <laughs> hold firm on the 20. 
See, and this is why I like that he takes this game seriously because, yes. like, he's like, and no one has ever thought more about this question that I'm so sorry I don't have the 20 million for you. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesse okay. J doesn't know who we are. I apologize. Oh, God, okay, someday. okay. To close the podcast off, this is our favorite thing that we do. Our audience has heard a million confessions from <laughs> from us. So we asked you in advance, like, if you could think yes. of a confession, this will be the last thing yes. that people ever remember. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's so right. So do you have? Did you think of one? If you didn't, don't have one. It's fine. Oh, but. I do have one. And okay. it's something that I don't tell many people because yes. they're like, really? Like, really? <laughs> oh, my freshman year of college, um, I was studying vocal performance. And I I was like, I'm going to be a vocal, vocal perf. That's what we called it, vocal perf major. Um, and I studied all these amazing genres and I had the most amazing teachers and I learned sight singing and all these wonderful things. But I was a terrible student. I was the worst student ever. For the music stuff, great. But there were like these classes that I had to get up for at like 8 a.m. to go like like look at slides. And so <laughs> like for art class and it's just like- He hates oh. slides. Oh, so bad. And I was falling asleep. And so I not only failed my jury that year, but I got kicked out of the program. In you my got freshman year, I got kicked oh. out of school for that program. I got kicked out of the music school in my freshman year because I showed up to my jury only knowing two of the four songs I was supposed to no. know. And they were only picking two songs. They picked one I knew and then they picked no. one I didn't know. And I was like, I don't know it. And they're like, bye. Thank you. Please leave. Oh. And then I got a letter that summer in the mail that said, you know, upon review, uh, we have uh, decided that we would not like to accept you back into this program. Now, I stayed in the same. Oh it was God. so bad. I felt so bad. When when he says the jury, like this, we did this in our yes. my school as well. Yes. And it is like the most intense thing at the end of the year. And yes. like the people who are like those people who like love school, like they would have those four songs. They yes. would be in shock that you didn't know one of them like oh. so that is oh, like two musical theater kids this story yeah. is shocking oh, <laughs> it is so Justin Guarini was a terrible student to- and <laughs> I have since and I am the and, and I became the cautionary tale at the at the school yeah. like hey look don't you be like Justin Guarini who showed up and didn't know his that is awesome well okay oh, I'm, I love I'm that. so happy that happened though yeah great I'm oh glad my gosh. for you oh, it was great for our podcast yeah um, okay thank you so yeah. much for being on this Pleasure. podcast Pleasure. I am so happy that we met because I feel like you are so funny and oh, so awesome and I you. always still to this day think you have my favorite voice I've oh, ever yeah. heard sorry you're to all my singer best. friends you're the yeah. best and thank you both so very much Kayla it's so nice to finally meet you oh my gosh it's you. so nice to meet you and too Stacey I have so much fun on our gigs with you I know that I'm always gonna laugh I'm always gonna hear a kick ass singer I'm always gonna have fun <laughs> and I and especially when we have the chance look it, 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 there's no one else I would have rather sang a Kiki D and Elton John song <laughs> with than you because oh, we made it so much fun and we made it and we thank you it. for having me on your podcast this has been awesome thanks guys it is yes, so, so fun. fun I knew we would have fun so okay I'm gonna leave in like the details everywhere where people can find you go to your kids go to your wife go to your dog I will and have a great night three dogs (laughs) dogs oh Oh, three 
Oh my gosh, my dream. <gasps> okay, maybe you can send us some pictures of your dogs. Yeah, yeah. yes, it would be me, me bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> tears of blood. I love it. <laughs> That's yeah. the last final words of Justin Graney, tears, tears of blood. Of blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right from Justin and Kelly too. Tears of yeah. blood. <laughs> tears of blood. <laughs> I have to come assist when you rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out. Cause we love what we do without a doubt. So we wanna thank you for taking the time. Oh, so here we go, we bustin', we bustin' around. Oh, this is our podcast, we're here to stay. My name is Kayla, this is Stacy K. Okay, that uh, I have to come assist. Hey, hey, you there? Kayla, stop. You heard it here first. Okay, never mind. We're not doing the rap anymore. Did here first. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Hey-ho. Ugh.